0: And Rolling Wild. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Rolling Wild. I hope you enjoyed our last two-parter with Castlevania director Sam Dietz. In that episode, we touched on craft and working hard to make the most of an opportunity when it arises. Among... Lots of fun little Castlevania tidbits. But coming up on May 27th, I have another surprise for you. I'll be chatting with my favorite little lady with a huge voice, Romy Dames. So look forward to that she is one of my favorite humans and i'm so excited for you guys to hear our chat now this episode is going to be short and sweet hopefully super helpful in a super practical way Uh, this is less of a discussion on mindset and more about actual tips and tricks that you can apply in your voiceover career or voiceover endeavors now i want to talk about taking care of your instrument as a voice actor, which is your voice, and all of those little logistical pieces like how to warm up for a session, and even what type of clothing works better when recording. So, without further ado, here are some tips and tricks for the perfect recording session as it pertains to a healthy, responsive voice and a quiet and comfortable recording session. First up, drink plenty of water. I know, easy, right? Now, I have to admit that I'm not great about this when I'm not working. I know. bad I need to do better. But when I'm working, I am great about drinking water, drinking tea, and staying hydrated. So particularly as it pertains to VO, it behooves you to stay hydrated. It's better if your water is room temperature or warmer. Cold water tends to tighten everything up. And your goal in a recording is for your muscles and your cords to be relaxed and lubricated and ready to respond. So, if you aren't hydrated, you risk straining your voice, your vocal cords. If they're too dry, your voice can crack during a session. Or your mouth might make those dry, smacking noises on the mic. So, it's better to keep it all hydrated. Next up, drink warm, decaffeinated teas. This is an extension of the stay hydrated thing, drink warm decaffeinated teas or herbal teas. But as you'd guess, cold tightens everything up, warm relaxes everything. So while cold drinks risk tightening up your vocal cords, warm drinks loosen them up. My personal recommendation would be traditional medicinals throat coat tea. I've talked about it in a YouTube video that I did on five vocal hacks for vocal health. Or five voice hacks for vocal health. I'm actually drinking some right now. That's what um, I have before a session or bring with me into the booth, like I have today. It's an herbal tea and it has licorice in it, which is excellent for doing precisely what the tea is named for coating your throat and your vocal cords. So I love Throat Coat. A lot of voice actors do. Um, I hear a lot of people recommend it. And I've actually seen them. I went to a video game session once and they had their kitchen stocked up with some throat coat tea. So you best believe I was having some before that session. Another great option is warm lemon water with honey. The honey is really good for your throat in the same way that the licorice is because it coats it, coats your vocal cords. And the acidity of the lemon helps keep the saliva flowing in your mouth, which will ensure that your mouth isn't too dry and therefore will also save you from those annoying, dry, smacking sounds that get picked up by the mic. Now, if you are a big coffee or black tea drinker and are wondering why I specified that you want decaffeinated beverages and why I'm picking on caffeine, um, especially if you're thinking what happens if I have an early session and I need help waking up, Well, here's the answer. Caffeine dries out your mouth and that creates mouth noise. So that means that coffee and soda aren't great pre or during recording options. Other than that, it's up to you, whatever you would like to put in your body, but just a helpful tidbit that coffee and soda can dry out your mouth or mess with your throat. So maybe not pre or during a recording session. Does that mean that doctors don't ever do this? No, (laughs) but it's important to know yourself and know how you work best and give yourself as many advantages as possible. So for a lot of this stuff, it will be uh, trial and error trying things out. But for the most part, yes, you want to stay hydrated and these are your safe bets. Next up, chewing green apple slices. This is a nice, well-circulated VO trick. You'll find it pretty much anywhere that they talk about VO. But you can munch on a snack of green apple slices before and or during a session to cut down on that mouth noise. This works for the same reason that the lemon tea does. Because like the lemon, the high acid content of the green apple keeps your mouth moist while recording. So if you're wondering, why green apples? Why not red apples? Why are we discriminating against red apples the way we are with caffeine? It's precisely because of the acid content. So the higher the acid content, the more lubrication your mouth produces. Therefore, green apples trump red apples. Okay. Next. Dun-dun-dun. Dairy. Ah, come on, Daryl. Inside joke there. Just not along. Okay, great. So dairy, no matter what you think about this polarizing substance, for it, against it, scared of it, it is unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which side of that great dairy debate you fall on, not your friend when it comes to VO. Why? Well, you can probably figure that one out on your own, but dairy is widely known as an inflammatory substance. More or less depending on your tolerance, but it can irritate your throat and it can make you very phlegmy. So milk, ice cream, cream, cheese, yogurt, etc., they aren't great pre or during recording sessions because they can increase the production of phlegm and definitely change up your sound and create lots of weird noises. So be be careful with the dairy. Now, the last food or beverage specific point that I want to touch on is your pre-session meal. Now, this one is very personal and very much a learning process. You'll have to know what works best for you. But try to eat a filling breakfast or lunch well before recording your session. So you don't get any of those digestion noises happening because those can be a ton of fun. But you also need to figure out what portion size works best for you in this endeavor. So try not to eat too much earlier or so much earlier that your stomach is growling for food in a session. You don't want stomach, hungry stomach growling noises, which has happened to me and is the worst. one, it's embarrassing, two, it feels really unprofessional, and three, you have no way of controlling that. So you might be in the middle of a great read, a great take, and suddenly you hear so think about how that works best for you. So eat well enough before that you're not getting little digestion gurgles and pops and things, but also not so much earlier that you're starving before your session finishes and you have to work around which you can't really work around, stomach growls. And why am I being so fussy and and weirdly persnickety about your stomach and digestion and what you eat? Well, you would be shocked by just how loquacious your digestive system can be when you're in a small, padded, soundproof booth. Because your stomach and your whole digestive system are constantly making little noises that you don't necessarily notice because... Some of it is incredibly discreet, and you're also always surrounded by some kind of sound ecosystem. So you might, your brain might be editing a lot of it out, actually. If you actually focused on it, you might hear a lot more. But when you're alone in a soundproof room, you become hyper aware of all those annoying little sounds because it's the only sound that's in there. And guess what? So does the mic. Your mic picks it all up, too. So that's why I bring it up and why I'm so weirdly fussy about it. But I don't have any major pointer for you there, sorry, other than stay away from dairy and legumes and anything that your body has to work really hard to digest and figure out what is a good amount of time before a session to eat that works for you. That's just kind of a learn-as-you-go situation. But it, it is an ongoing and not-so-exact science. We'll just have to figure out what works for you. Now, I wanna move on briefly to a few ways to consider warming up, warming up your voice, warming up your vocal cords, and also clothing and accessories that you might wear in the booth. So there are lots of ways to go about warming up before a session or before an audition or what have you. I recently learned of something called straw phonation. And I learned this from Sarah Elmaleh, who you might know from all of her great work on video games. But she is the reason that I now use the straw phonation technique from time to time, particularly if I'm doing a video game session. Now, some people also like to stretch, stretch it out, get limber, or do tongue twisters, It's kind of a way of stretching out your tongue. Um, some like to sing, some do all of it, some do none of it. Um, don't do nothing, okay? you You're listening to this, you want to be really great at what you do, make sure you do some kind of warm-up. You don't see professional athletes or singers just kind of throwing themselves into a game or a concert without warming up. One, it increases your chances of injury, and two, it negatively affects your performance. So please warm up. It doesn't even need to take that long. If all you have is five minutes, then do a five-minute warm-up. You can even do this on the way to your session in your car, however you get there. So you have five minutes. Another great resource would probably be David Webster's book, you should do voiceovers, because he talks about pretty much all of these things. And he also does like to toss in a section on 10 minutes of mindfulness, whatever that is for you, and even power posing. But your warm-up can be as simple as humming. Humming is a great and actually really effective and very gentle way to warm up your vocal cords for the same reasons that straw phonation is so effective. And that's because the vibration... On your vocal cords from humming massages and inactivates a lot of the the cords and it's a very protected way of warming it up so i really like the humming warm-up technique and i actually put together a very short youtube playlist of some vocal warm-up videos and the link to that will be in the show notes for this episode on my website at alejandrareynoso.com slash Rolling Wild, so you can check that out there and see what works best for you. You can combine a few, you can do just one, you can use that as a springboard and find things that work better for you. But personally, I really like the humming vocal warmup and straw phonation. Uh, I'm not a huge tongue twister person, not for any reason. I I like them well enough, I just don't use them in my warmup. I choose to focus that brief amount of time on other things but tongue twisters can be great for clarity. It's not for any particular reason. I don't dislike the idea of tongue twisters. I've just focused on other things. But everyone kind of does what works for them. I know that Josh Keaton, he loves to sing. He has a beautiful voice, but he talks about how singing is basically yoga for your voice. So that's another great option. That's how Josh chooses to warm it up. But definitely if you're looking to see what'll be a good warm-up regimen for you, check out that list on, uh, on YouTube that I'm putting together and you can find the link to that in the show notes. The last point or little collection of points that I'll touch on here is clothing, clothing and accessories. So I have no opinion or advice when it comes to your style. That's all you. But when it comes to what you wear in the booth, here are a few quick and helpful tips. First off, wear little to no jewelry. Seems kind of like a no-brainer, but you'd be surprised. So if you absolutely must wear that piece of jewelry, make sure it doesn't jingle or rub anything or make any kind of noise. Make sure you're not getting like a... Or anything. If you come in with anything noisy, just be sure you can put it away in your bag or purse or backpack or wherever off your person just so it doesn't make noise. Um, Another thing to be cognizant of, if you're going to wear a watch... Make sure it doesn't make a ticking sound. As a matter of fact, if you can, try not to wear one. You won't really need one in the booth anyway. You're in for—I mean, you're in there for the full session or until the work is done, whichever one comes first. So you don't really have to manage the clock. Someone else will be doing that. Um, and the mic can pick up that little staccato. So just like with the stomach noise, you'd be surprised how loud some watches can be. So either wear one that doesn't make noise, maybe a digital watch, just make sure there aren't any alarms that are going to surprise you, or just don't wear the watch. Uh, Next up, hats. You probably don't need a hat in the booth. Um, If you're cold, if you're going to, you know, you think you're going to be cold, maybe it's a booth that has a particularly cold AC. Maybe you want to wear a beanie, but you're probably fine. Just know that wearing a cap or something that creates a ledge over your head does risk creating like a weird boxy echo on the mic or even bumping the mic or the pop filter. Um, and the pop filter, I think we've mentioned in other episodes, but just in case, it's a little disc of fabric that goes in front of the mic and it catches any plosive sounds like peas or bees. So you don't get that like wind noise on your mic. But just know that if you have a cap or or any kind of hat that protrudes from your head, you risk bumping things or creating a weird sound. So if you have to wear the hat, then maybe flip it around and wear it backwards in the booth. Or if you have a beanie, that's probably fine. Now, lastly, your actual clothing. Um, And this is the simplest and most effective piece of advice I could give you. Opt for softer, more flexible fabrics like cotton or wool Things that make less rubbing noises. So if you have to move your arms because voiceover can be pretty physical. Limited, but physical because you can't go off mic and you don't want to actually make noise or bump things. But you might want to move your arms. And there are certain fabrics that when they rub against themselves make noise. Uh, Whether it's a mesh or like a leather or maybe a denim jacket. Just any stiff fabric that can rub. Or even synthetic fabrics have more of a possibility of making that rubbing noise. And again, the mic hears everything, so give yourself as many advantages as possible. Going off of that, I know that people like to joke that, hey, you're a voice actor, you can show up in your pajamas, right? Yeah, don't do that. It's not a good look, and we were just talking about the importance of being professional a few episodes ago, so don't show up in pajamas. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you this week. I hope these are all helpful tips. Um, definitely check out the show notes at Alejandrenoso.com slash Rolling Wild to get that YouTube playlist of potential warm-ups. And get ready for an exciting episode on May 27th. I am so thrilled, I'm absolutely chuffed for Romy to be on the show. But thank you so much for tuning in again to another episode of Rolling Wild. You guys have been fantastic. The response to this has been more than I could have expected. I hope it's been helpful. I hope it's been interesting. And I'm hoping to bring you more fantastic guests on this channel as well. So get ready, because next time on Rolling Wild, it's me, Romy Dames. We'll call that one episode 109 Tips and Tricks of the Trade.